Hi, I'm Daisy. And I'm Kat. I'm trans. And I'm cis. And we're in a relationship and we're going to talk about that. In this episode, we're talking about body image. We talk about how Daisy's body image has changed over the past year. And we talk about our changing experiences of body image within our relationships since she came out. This is the Daisy Diaries. Hi, Kat. Hello, Daisy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. That's good. Nice. This is the ninth episode of the Daisy Diaries. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about body image. Woo! Exciting stuff. What is exciting stuff? Body image. Yeah, I'm nervous about it, but I'm also excited about it. This is one of the topics that for me, like initially when we would, I guess when you came out and when we were talking about maybe making a podcast that I thought was interesting as a couple, like the relationship between my body image and your body image and the change in your body image potentially Mm -hmm. since coming out. So I think it'll be interesting to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also quite personal, so I'm nervous as well. Yeah, it was one of the ones where we're like, oh, this this one might be tough. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we say that a lot. (laughs) It's always fine. Yeah. First though, we'll do little news updates. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't really have much going on. I tried a new a new hair removal technique that I was curious about. Um, mm-hmm. I tried the silky mitt. <laughs> and if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's basically a little glove thing that slips over your fingers and it is sandpaper for your skin. You just sand yourself down. Yep. How'd it go? It went okay considering that I was sanding my skin. I feel like you've just said like, I don't know, before we started recording, you were like, I want to talk about how badly it went. But after it, you were like, can't feel my skin. It's so soft. And then you showed me that you got a bit of a rash. But you get a rash after you shave. You get a rash after you That's true. wax. You I mean, get I a to, rash. I need to give the silky mitt another go. And I felt like the outcome was good. And have you had ingrowns? Yes. Well then. Yeah. I just love all the packaging was like, razors were invented for men. You don't use those. And it's like waxing is expensive and difficult and painful. Don't do that either. Sand your legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I used it. And then um, and then as an afterthought, I looked up reviews and stuff. I'm like, is Silky Mid good? And then a whole bunch of people were like, do not use this for hair removal. You will so fuck up your legs. I've had anecdotal evidence given to me that it works for some people. Okay. So I do think that if anything is the masculine hair removal, tip surely it's sanding your legs i'm surprised we haven't seen that for men it's like are you a tough man sand the hair off your face every day yeah or even like a way to sell like smooth legs to men like don't shave your legs like a woman sand your legs down like a man (laughs) you know yeah anyway no apparently it's dainty and ladylike Mm. they wouldn't call it silky mitt what would they call it it would still have mitt in the word i think mitt sounds you know, it sounds like a baseball glove or something. Like, I don't know. Pain mitt. <laughs> Get manly legs. <laughs> Rough and scrub. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's why I'm not in advertising. But yeah, I'm going to give it another go. It was interesting. Yeah. It's also the new year, 2021. We made it. Sorry to say the most basic thing ever about <laughs> the new year, but we did. What a garbage year. It's almost like we can write off that whole thing and this next year won't have anything bad in it. Mm, exactly. But it is interesting. I mean, how are you feeling? Like you've, you, this is the first year that you've started as an out trans woman. How do you feel about that? 
I feel neither good nor bad about that. I don't really. <laughs> I feel nothing. <laughs> like, I don't think anything this year is going to be particularly different to last year in terms of my identity. Oh, I do have an update, actually. Mm-hmm. This one's actually significant. I started putting in the paperwork to change my name and my gender marker. Oh, yes. Yeah. So exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Sorry for that sidetrack. Um, no, it's fine. We can talk about this. Is it a lengthy, is it difficult? Tell me about the process. There's an online form. And then also you need like three different kinds of stat decks from someone who's known you more than a year. And then after that, I think they just, you pay, it's like $110 or something. And you need to post your original birth certificate back so they can send you a new one that has your new name and your new gender marker. Do you get a new birth certificate? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's weird. (laughs) Like not bad weird. Just like I just thought it would be reflected on your IDs. I felt like the birth record was meant to be a record of what happened at birth. Yeah, that's a good point. Not that I, I don't think know. It's bad. Anyway, on the on the online form, it had a section where it was asking what your new gender marker should be, and it wasn't like a drop down box or anything. It was just type in what you want, and it was like nothing offensive, anything like that. And I was just like, what do I put in? But it doesn't say gender marker, does it? It says sex. Uh, well, I can't remember exactly. At the start of the form, it asked what my what my current name is and what my sex is. And we were like, does that mean currently or does that mean what it officially is? But yeah, so on this form, it just had like this Light up. Th- yeah. this box. And I'm like, it got me thinking like, would I put something really original there? Well, no, I put female. It's like in Friends when Phoebe's like, oh, too many options. And then she went with Consuela Banana Hammock. Mm-hmm. That's my gender marker now. Consuela Banana Hammock. Exactly. How do you use that? Um, well, the gender marker is a weird term. Yeah. To me. It might not have been exactly that. It might have been sex. No, but we've heard we've heard people say gender. I mean, I mm. know that gender marker is a used piece of language. I just, I don't know what I'm saying. I have nothing of interest <laughs> to contribute. <laughs> Shut your mouth. So yeah, I think it's going to be legal at some point, which is exciting. Then I can start changing everything else. And then hopefully I'll stop getting emails with my old name in things. Those will, those will still happen. I've got subscriptions <laughs> to things. That'll, anyway. That sounded weird. That sounded, <laughs> that sounded like I was avoiding talking about some, like, that I'm subscribed to something that I want to keep private. Or, I don't know. It's just, it? it's just shops and things. Shops you know, they, and things. <laughs> what every, shops? What things? I don't know. I'll just get stuff from Booktopia being like, hey, we got a sale on. Mm, Booktopia, you say? <laughs> yes. What books? It is all Star Wars books. <laughs> As you know, every time something arrives, Ooh. I'm like, oh, it's from Booktopia. You're like... <laughs> What is it? I'm like, take a guess. Just another Star Wars comic book. They're not comics, they're books. There's comics as well. Some of them are comics, some of them are books. They just keep writing them and you just keep buying them. And and sometimes you'll go, I'm up to date. And I'm like, woohoo, it's <laughs> over. And then another, like a month later, like not two months, not three months, a month later or less, you're like, I have more Star Wars books. And I'm like, you said you're up to date. And you're like, they wrote more. Like they just farming them out oh my gosh sorry for being a buzzkill but fucking hell how many people are buying this shit at least one one. i don't know like i really want to know i'm being i'm being a party pooper (laughs) if you love star wars read your little star wars books i like them live your life i like a lot of silly stuff as well but i just wonder like children sure Mm. who else is buying them uh not children yeah nerds right yes yeah, but you're not like, you are a nerd, but you're not a nerd. Some of them are not written for kids at all. There's one that just kept talking about like one character checking out everyone's ass. That was one of the worst ones. Don't read Last Shot. But they can't because they're being written so quickly. They can't be very good. 
Are they? I don't know. Some of them are. Some of them are average and some of them are bad, just like any. Anyway, this has been Star Wars Chat. It's just me being a mole about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm such a mole. Live your life. Read what you like to read. I love Marion Keys novels. Those are also very good. I don't know anything about Marion Keys. Just, uh, chiclet. I don't really like the, the phrase chiclet, but it does describe a genre, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Just easily digestible, very long, not super literary books, I yeah. guess is what it means. Aimed at female readers. Mm-hmm. Female. Which is my gender marker. We've come full circle. We have. Anyway, on to the, uh, the main course. The main the topic for today. Episode. Body image. Body image. Body image. The image we have about our bodies. I wanted to start by asking you a question. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, what I want to know is what was your relationship to body image before, not before you transitioned, but before you, I guess, like knew you were trans, before you came out to yeah. yourself and then kind of what's it like now? But firstly, what was it like before? Mm, before, I don't think I really focused that much on how I looked. Um, I didn't have like a super strong sense of style necessarily. I was, I was looking back at some photos recently. I went all the way back through all the photos that we'd shared to each other in our, messenger. In our messenger chat, just getting a bit nostalgic. And it, what struck me was how often I just like hadn't shaved, had like really awful hair. I was dressing like <laughs> not great. And I'm just like, oh, I was not putting effort in at all. Um, and I don't think I necessarily looked bad, but there wasn't really any care there, I don't think. And I, it wasn't something that I focused on necessarily. Yeah. But that's not all necessarily to do with your body image. Can be. I think it's related though. Yeah. I didn't feel like I had to like perform anything or like change anything Mm -hmm. about myself to feel happy in my body. Mm -hmm. And here we are now. Like people would make comments sometimes about my appearance my my mum especially hated my long hair. Um, for a while, you didn't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. But none of that ever really sunk in to me. I was just like, well, I like it, so I'm going to stick with it. So I think I was pretty impervious to, I guess, outside influences on my perception of myself. Yeah, you were pretty relaxed about it all. Because, yeah, we did have a few conversations where I was like, hey, um, when do you think? You might cut your hair just asking. No, you'd be deal, but I'm just wondering. <laughs> and you'd be like, I'm not sure when I want to. Maybe never. And I'd be like, cool, 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 cool. We spoke about this in a previous episode. I did yeah. not like it. And then I found out you're a woman. I was like, grow that hair. Women are allowed to have long hair. Mm. <laughs> not men. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> but also it is a reflection of what I feel deep in my soul. When I was in like school, I, I followed trends and stuff like that, like anyone did. Uh, and I, what kind of trends, Daisy? Well, <laughs> I still maintain that I wasn't emo, but <laughs> I did like the the look. So, <laughs> I <laughs> if you've seen photos of me, I have lovely, beautiful red hair, but and it's curly and it's so nice. And you look like you were drawn by like a picture storybook author for children out of a fairy tale. Like you are adorable looking. Aww. Anyway, so I, I would straighten my hair every single day before school and it was dyed black. <laughs> it looks so funny. Yeah. I've so, seen photos. Obviously, I didn't know you back then, but oh my gosh, it's so good. I don't think you look emo. I mean, you do because of your hair, but you, nothing the rest of you looks emo. Yeah. Which is even more funny. Well, at that point, I was going through a bit of a phase where I'm like, I hate my red hair. 
mm-hmm. and I would get this awful red regrowth that basically looked like a bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What did your mum think of it? I don't really remember. I don't think she was very vocal either way. I think I think she was like, "Oh, I miss your red hair. That was so nice." But not a lot of input. Yeah. But yeah, so I I kept that up for like at least a year, and I don't know why. No one was really doing it, so it was a strange choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think that sort of reinforces that, like, you know, a lot of a lot of people are like, "What? What is this person doing? What are they doing?" And I was still just like, "I'm happy with this. I'm gonna go ahead with it." So I think I think that's sort of just been a continuous thing for me. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say even up until quite recently, like right before you came out kind of thing, you still felt that way. Like you didn't feel a lot of pressure around how you presented. Would you say that's accurate? Mm, Yeah. And you didn't really feel bad about your body or anything. I'm wondering if you could speak to the fact that obviously uh, you're trans. Mm -hmm. hate to be the one to break it to you. Mm. Um, And... Do you like? Did you feel? Do you now, looking back, feel like there was anything going on under the surface that related to how you felt about your body, or it really just wasn't present until you kind of had that aha uh-huh moment? It's an interesting question. Um, I never know. I I didn't really have any sort of <laughs> introspection before that point about like my identity or anything. But I guess like if I'd been comfortable in myself, I might have done more, or I don't know, taken more care in my appearance or something. I don't know. It was just sort of this non-issue for me like even in occasions where I should like dress up or something I didn't put care into my appearance necessarily interesting that you say that because yeah I think that there's often a perception that like when people are feeling really insecure um that's when they're gonna like wear a lot of makeup that's when they're gonna like I mean I guess I'm speaking about women in this instance but that's when they're gonna put that extra effort into their appearance to like lift up their self-image and make themselves feel better but I've always found um that it's often the opposite for me and and um for other people I know as well where it's like if I'm feeling good about myself that's when I might want to be like yes like I want to look really nice I Mm. feel like I I am pretty or beautiful or whatever um and I want to accentuate that or I feel good about how I look so I want to like show it off or something yeah whereas when I feel bad about myself I'm like I'm not putting makeup on (laughs) what am I gonna you know you can't polish a turd <laughs> kind of thing. Like I don't feel like I want to draw a lot of attention to my appearance. So mm. I just want to fly under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like is similar to what you're sort of saying. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. And how would you describe your relationship to body image now? I'm definitely more self-conscious and I also definitely put more a care into, into how I look, you know, I'll try on a bunch of different things before I leave the house. I'm like maintaining my eyebrows. I'm shaving like, pretty much every day because I don't want stubble on my face. Uh, and I feel like all of those things for me are like, because it's tied to how I'm read or how I'm gendered by other people, I feel like I need to put more care and effort into that. Yeah. So then that just automatically makes me more conscious of how I'm looking all the time. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about your body specifically? So I guess being like a trans body, do you feel uh, more secure in it now that you've started transition um, or do you maybe feel less secure in it now that you're kind of out as trans and there's maybe more attention on it or yeah I think overall I feel maybe there's good and bad bits really you know I'm really excited by all the changes and I'm I'm excited to see all of those things happening but then also I feel like I'm at this awkward stage and I feel like they're probably not but I feel like people are like looking at me you know when I do 
jokes on stage about being trans. I'm like, are people doing like a little eye flick to, you know, Check to see if out. I've got a bulge or something? I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm definitely more paranoid about what other people are thinking. Yeah, and that's interesting. I feel like we might talk about this more in a later episode, but being a comedian or um, specifically just being on stage and then talking about something, I think you definitely feel like you invite a lot of scrutiny on that issue. Mm. I have had <clears throat> similar experiences with my body image and being on stage. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting because I feel like you and I have a sort of different, not different definition of body image. Like I definitely think what you're talking about falls into body image, but it's not really where I'm drawn to think about. Like I feel like what you're talking about is really a lot more about just self-image and appearance, whereas I'm spe- I specifically think of like my body mm, okay. um, as in like my weight. I don't know. I'm usually thinking of things that occur below the neck like body parts and what they look like rather Mm. than what I wear. Like I think that my body image impacts the way I dress myself and the way I present myself. And like I was saying before, when I have a worse body image, I might put less effort into my appearance um, and vice versa. But I don't think of those things as a part of my body image so much. Yeah. For me, it's like, like you said, it's my overall appearance of how I see myself. So like, you know, the way that I dress will be to like accentuate or de-accentuate parts of my body that I'm like conscious of or something. But yeah, of course they're related. I'm not saying yeah. they're not related. I'm saying that you haven't spoken much about how you feel about your actual body. Yeah. I guess for me, it's just a, th- a thing that I have. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. It does stuff. It's pretty unfit and it always has been. <laughs> I don't really take a lot of care of it. So... Yeah, my my body is sort of just this thing. I think that's really good. I mean, I think that I wish I felt more that way about my body. And it also, to some level, surprises me that you still feel that way about your body when I, I would have guessed that kind of coming out and transitioning would have been an experience that drew a lot of your attention to your body and maybe made you feel worse about it or better about it. At this point, I am feeling better about it, yeah. There are, like, there's parts of my body that I'm, like, really enjoying now. Like what? Um... <laughs> Like, you know, the shape of my body is changing a bit. I'm growing some boobs that I'm boobs. <laughs> that I'm pretty happy with at the moment. And yeah, just all of these changes that I'm seeing, I'm just kind of enjoying them as they come. I'm not like shocked or horrified or anything. There's, I guess there's still some parts that I don't like, but they're not going to change. So I've, I think I've sort of made peace with that. Mm-hmm. I do have another thing about... Uh, that I want to talk, well, that I thought we should talk about in relation to you. Is it the thing about my boobs? Yeah. Yeah. It is the story that's going to make me look bad, which, what's new? <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm a dickhead. We were, we were in our house and I, <laughs> and I didn't have a shirt on. And this was a while ago now. It was a couple of months ago. I yeah. And I think I was just like, look at my boobs. They're growing. And then you said... They're so weird. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> and then you burst into tears. Yeah, it was that reaction was surprising to me as well. I was just so caught off guard by that. The reaction or my comment? Well, both. It. I was so surprised that a comment that was not like particularly harsh or anything like that could just hit me so deeply. Yeah, I felt obviously awful. It was not the right thing to say. I would say for my part that, I wasn't, I didn't say they're so weird. I said, it's so weird. And I know now that you're talking about like the concept of growing 
boobs as an adult. Because it's interesting. Like, obviously, that's how you perceived it. And also, even the way I meant it, I should not have fucking said it. I was so, (laughs) like, I realized that and I'm really sorry. What happened was it was the first time we had noticed. It was early. Mm. So it was the first time you had noticed breast development mm-hmm. and the first time you were pointing out to me and I was like, oh my God, it's so weird. Like kind of cool weird. Like mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that. Anyway, if I'd taken a moment's pause, which is something I've never done in my life, <laughs> <laughs> I would have known not to say that because of all the things it might mean in terms of being trans, mm. all the fears it might confirm for you. But I didn't mean like, ill. they're weird. I just meant like, oh yeah. my God, imagine it's so like... I don't know, like cool Hmm. and interesting. But yeah, you immediately burst into tears. Yeah, because for me, it just hit a whole bunch of insecurities about like, should I be doing this? Is this weird? Am I a weird person for doing this? You're not. Yeah. And they're not. And you should be doing it if you want to do it. And I think you're beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. And cool and amazing. and, And yeah, I think it's interesting that you say you've never had a comment like that seems so minor just hit you and immediately bring you to tears because... And this is where I think the body image thing between us as a couple becomes interesting. Mm. I've had that a lot. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Sure. I mean, you know, it's nothing uh, super interesting or out there, but just kind of, I guess, being a cis woman and I'm fat. (laughs) So there are a lot of times, I mean, I've had a troubled relationship with body image most of my life and I haven't always been fat, but I've always been insecure about being fat. And I don't know, I just feel like for myself and I think probably a lot of cis women and probably a lot of cis men, it's not a surprising or unique experience for me to have something just be said about my body or even not even directly about my body. Mm -hmm. Sometimes about once I had a donut before dinner, do you remember this? Or maybe it was before breakfast. There was like a leftover donut. Yeah. And I ate it and you were like, Kat, we're about to eat breakfast. Burst into tears. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That was was a big fight. Yeah. Well, we didn't really fight because... I was just really upset with you. Yeah. But yeah, so I just think it's it's interesting that now that's maybe an experience that you're now having kind of for the first time where you have a lot of vulnerability built into your appearance in a way maybe you didn't before. Mm, like yes. personal vulnerability about how you feel is linked to your appearance is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with the donut thing, I just did not understand how that could be like such a triggering thing, how that could upset you so much. Yeah, I'm very sensitive about being told what to eat. Yeah. One of the reasons I thought this would be, I find this such an interesting topic to talk about was because uh, I am a fat cis woman who has a lot of body image issues and you are a thin trans woman who potentially doesn't as much. Mm -hmm. So there are all these different things that we bring to the table in terms of body image and and the way they're going to rub up against each other. Because one of the first insecurities I felt, and I don't know if I talked about this in the episode where I talked about you coming out to me, was that I was like, oh, like there's going to be two women in this relationship and I feel like you're going to be close, you know, you meet the thin ideal and I don't. So now I feel like I'm like the less conventionally attractive one in this relationship. Mm. Whereas before I didn't feel like we were in competition with each other. Yeah. And now suddenly, you know, intellectually on a mental level I don't, but on an emotional level I kind of do. But then, of course, I know you may feel almost the opposite like I have access to like I guess cis privilege yeah exactly like I feel like I compare myself with you sometimes and I'm like oh my gosh you're so pretty and like quotes on quotes naturally feminine looking yeah like parts of my body will never look the way the way that those parts of your body will look and so 
yeah, I'm sort of drawing the complete opposite conclusions to you. Yeah. And I think both are kind of valid and both are probably true to a degree. Like there are ideals that I'm not likely to ever meet and there are ideals that you might not meet. Hmm. And obviously both of them are stupid ideals that are made (laughs) up and shouldn't matter. But I definitely feel very tethered to them and they definitely impact me. Hmm. Um, How do you feel that body image has influenced your previous relationships? Do you think it's had a role in how you, I don't know, interact with people, how those relationships start, anything like that? It's been different. I mean, the thing is that, like, for me, the thing that's changed is, like, I'm fat now. Like, I'm plus size. And so, and I wasn't even when we started dating, I was still kind of, I mean, you know, how do you define anything? For context, people who don't know me, I now wear, like, a size 18, 20. And when I met you and we started dating, I was still wearing, like, I could still buy clothes in most, like, straight size stores which is one of the delineations where I feel like is significant because it's one of the places where you start not being able to access things the same as like thinner people. So definitely body image did play a role in in my previous relationships because I've always had bad body image, as I said, but in all those relationships, I was a straight size person. So it was still kind of different and it really varied based on where my body image was at Mm -hmm. during those relationships. Whereas now as a fat person, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter where my body image is at, but I'm always going to be fat. Do you know what I mean? And no matter how I feel about myself is going to change that. And I would say, firstly, it's really like, I find it really difficult to talk about body image as a fat person as well, because I think that, um, you know, I'm really like, I'm anti-diet. I don't really believe in intentional weight loss for a whole lot of reasons, such as that diets don't work and like, 70% of attempts, 70 to 90% of attempts at uh, intentional weight loss are unsuccessful within five years. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's different talking about body image as a fat person because I feel like because of the kind of reality of fat phobia, there's going to be people who say, well, you should have a bad body image, right? Like Mm. you're fat. There's something wrong with your body. It seems like body image, improving body image is something that's for like thin women who feel bad about their body. Mm-hmm. that's like a great tragedy when a, th- uh, when a straight size or thin woman doesn't think she's attractive we need to convince her that she's attractive but if a fat woman doesn't think she's attractive it's like good because she needs to lose weight but yeah this is a bit off topic for the episode <laughs> I think it's definitely relevant um, but it's just about I guess my relationship with body image but yeah so I would say in my previous relationships I mean it varied in most of them it was kind of present but not super present in my first relationship I felt really shitty about my body all the time because I had just lost a bunch of weight the year before and I was like slowly putting it back on. And I was still, I was wearing, I think a size 12 during this relationship. Like I was small, Mm -hmm. but I once asked my boyfriend if he thought I was fat and he said, yes. Now (laughs) to be fair, I shouldn't have been asking that question, but I wasn't fat. I look back at now and I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) why was he saying that to me? And it was because he was a bit shit. And I feel like, yeah, my, my insecurity in general played a big part in that relationship because I think it probably kept me in the relationship and it made me feel like I was lucky to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. My other relationships, I don't feel like it's played a hugely important role, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure it was there, but it's hard for me to look back and see it. There's like a lot of other factors and stuff like that. Yeah, and I would say they were fairly healthy relationships. So I think that if I spoke to those people about it, they would say kind of like, look, I support you, whatever you want to do. And I think you're very beautiful and attractive. Mm -hmm. What I would say is partners have often said to me, like, you know, if you want to lose weight, I'll support you in that. And if you don't, 
I support you in that, which I appreciate. But I wish there'd be more people around me saying you don't need to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't get from other people what you need to get from yourself. <laughs> yeah. And it took a while for me to sort of get that as well. When we first got together, I was saying some of those things as well because I just didn't really get what that meant. Yeah, I think I've probably taught you a lot about fat acceptance and anti-diet stuff. And the truth is in those previous relationships, like I wasn't educated on that kind of stuff as well. Mm -hmm. But again, it's different because when I was dating you, I was still like, I guess what would be considered overweight by the time we started dating. I weigh more now, but I was still overweight. Whereas I would say that in a lot of my previous relationships, I really wasn't. Mm. So it's even though I know it's just because like our entire culture is obsessed with like thinness and weight loss. I still wish that I had had people just saying your weight is fine. Mm. <laughs> like you don't need to lose weight because I didn't. But yes, I feel like when I first met you, you were very like, well, I mean, but it's about health, isn't it? Like that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, you didn't say it like <laughs> in that tone <laughs> and it was only in context. Mm. You weren't like aiming these comments at me. <laughs> But, yeah, I think what I want to talk about is, I guess, yeah, it's just interesting, I think, now being two women in a relationship with each other, there is this element. I mean, do you feel an element of, like, I mean, I don't feel like I'm competing with you as if there's any animosity between us, Hmm. but I just feel like we will be compared. Do you feel that? Yeah, I do. You know, anytime we go anywhere and you're, you're like, put a bit more effort and I'm like, oh, I look bad now. I (laughs) I need to, like, match your level or something, whereas before that, I, we were in different races. Exactly. You know? There was no no comparison at all. It's like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, which is interesting. And, I mean, at the same time, I've seen people say, oh, that guy shouldn't be with that woman because she's mm. not attractive enough for him or she's too fat. I've seen that. So it's not like – I think one of the really interesting things about this stuff is it's so internalised. And even with something – well, I think it might apply to both being trans and being fat. Not that those are the same things at all. Mm. But even though you know there is a lot of social stigma attached to it, a lot of the time you're not experiencing any direct discrimination, but it's all internalised through your brain and the narrative that you're telling yourself about what other people think of you. Yeah. But because you know that the stigma is real, it's hard to delineate like, what am I just telling myself and kind of ruining my own day for no good reason? And what are people actually, you know... What is real and what what is actually happening. And, I mean, I think the truth is probably, like, it doesn't matter if it's real, just convince yourself it's not and you'll be a lot happier. (laughs) But, yeah, it's a really difficult... I don't know, one of the... um, I follow on Instagram about kind of body image and stuff like that and she was saying, you know, even as a fat person, she was like, 90% of the fat phobia I experience is just the way that I experience walking through the world and thinking what people think about me. You know, I'm not really experiencing it all the time from other people and I have the same experience you know I've had a couple of experiences that have been pretty uncomfortable but mostly it's just the way I feel moving through the world yeah which is interesting the last question I have is how do we support each other with body image I think the way that we've been doing it has been pretty good I think we're very kind and patient with each other and you know give encouragement when either of us needs it I think sometimes you can get in your own head a bit about all the negative stuff that people might be thinking. Just hearing some positive stuff is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for, for your part, even before you were out to me and just talking about, I guess, my body image stuff, you have been so supportive just in the sense that like when we got together, you hadn't given this kind of stuff much thought before about like 
fat acceptance or really body positivity or anything like that. Yeah. And, you know, you never ever said anything malicious to me or nasty to me, but you did sometimes say things where I'd be like, <laughs> and you have just listened so much. And I feel like really like not just learnt what the right thing to say is, but like really listened and like learned in a meaningful sense, you know, like you can learn what to say or you can learn what it means. Yeah. What you're but saying. Saying and it from, from my beliefs. Yeah, exactly. Like you've been really open-minded and as a result, you've really changed your perspective and that has meant that, like, you are a totally safe person for me to talk about body image with, which is amazing and is not something I've experienced in a relationship before. I would say that's something that's different because I wasn't educated about it in the same way. I wasn't able to, obviously, educate yeah. my partners. And so I was putting out, like, you know, and that's not their fault. Like, I would be like, am I fat? And they'd be like, no. And then I'd just feel very stressed about being fat or, for example, you know, whereas now I would approach that kind of, I don't know. I would. I wouldn't ask that question as often. Yeah. Um, or if I did, I would understand all the different meanings it's burdened with, mm-hmm. and I would be able to talk them through with you. And I just feel like a lot of compliments, <laughs> a lot of compliments, which I appreciate. Yeah. And I feel like for you, I don't know. Do you feel like I help you with that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Also, I feel like the way that we that we speak to each other, and you're better at this than me. <laughs> um, a lot of the ways that we compliment each other aren't about appearance either. I mean, there's still a lot of those as well, mm-hmm. but yeah, making them about what we're like as people and what we like about each other and things like that. I've found that that, that makes me feel really good and mm-hmm. that really helps with my resilience as well. Yeah. Do you find that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I feel like you compliment me on my appearance more than you do other stuff. <laughs> 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 And look, I like both. Yeah. Um, but no, 100%, I think it's, you know, so important. And I think we spoke about that in a previous episode that I realized when you first came out, I was giving you way more appearance-based compliments than I had before. And I think I still do that, but I've really made an effort to also make sure those just aren't all the compliments because mm-hmm. I don't want to give you the uh, sort of feeling that suddenly your appearance is the most important thing. Yeah. Because even though you're gorgeous, <laughs> you're also amazing and funny and smart and stuff. And whatever. I feel like a lot of it is just we've communicated so much and we like have fostered so much. Oh, God, this is going to be cheesy. (laughs) But we have communicated a lot and we've fostered a lot of respect and a lot of mutual understanding on the things that are important to us. And I feel like that has created a situation where we can really talk quite easily about really difficult, vulnerable things and ask for what we need from each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what a nice way for us to... To wrap up. Mm. Also, we're both hot. Yeah, we're so hot. Yeah. Thank you to Ree Down again for capturing our hotness in our podcast art. Thanks, Ree. Um, and thank you, you all, for listening. See ya. Bye.